Hi, I'm Halima Olajumokeshubeson, and this is Navigating Canada. The past few months have been difficult for most of us. First, there was fear of the coronavirus, which is still spreading very fast and taking so many lives. Then at the end of May, a white police officer killed George Floyd when he knelt on Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes. That killing sparked an immediate and massive response from people in the United States and many places around the world. There were protests and marches against police brutality and anti-black racism. In fact, many conversations are still happening where people are making demands of their representatives, those in government, those at work, in the school system, to just do better. So for this episode, we're looking at how one person responded to George Floyd's death. Nova Stevens helped to organize the Freedom March in Vancouver, which drew thousands of people who were out on the streets, all making a statement that black lives matter. Nova came to Canada alone when she was six years old after her family escaped the civil war in South Sudan. About 20 years later, she's now a model, an actor, an activist, and mentor to children and youth in need. My co-host and personal person, Jeanette Audu, talked to Nova to reflect on this moment. Here's that conversation. All right, so I'm just going to jump right into it. The Black Lives Matter movement um, has been on for a while, and George Floyd's killing, it's not the first time we're seeing a black man die in the hands of the police. But what Mm -hmm. was it about his fatal encounter with the police that you think has sparked the intensity of the movement that we're seeing right now? You know, as we're both aware, this has been going on for centuries, essentially. And it's not that it was George Floyd specifically. It's just that the people have just had enough. Jenna, like we've just had enough. You know, you can only mistreat me for so long until I build up the strength to fight against my oppressor or bully. Yeah. Even during slavery, the slaves, there comes a point where like they had enough and they revolted. And I feel like right now that's what's happening. We're revolting because enough is enough. We will no longer allow you to continue to treat us as such. We're going to speak up against those injustices. We're going to stand up for our rights and ourselves. And that is where we currently stand right now. Yeah. You organized the Black Lives Matter protest in Vancouver. Can you tell us why you organized this? It wasn't myself alone. I organized it along Shamika Mitchell. So there were two other protests prior to the one that we organized. And I spoke at the very first one, you know, I went there with the intention of not even speaking, just to be there in solidarity with my people. But when I arrived there, I just had this overwhelming feeling and urge, urgency to like go up there and speak. And I, I want to say it was the ancestors urging me to do so. And I just honestly went up there. I had no idea what I was going to say. I just opened my mouth and I just spoke from the heart. And upon hearing me speak, Shamika reached out to me and was like, Nova, I heard you speak. Your speech moved me. Let's do a march together. And I was like, oh my God, absolutely. Because I had been thinking about that as well. And like, I've had people reaching out to me saying, you know, what's the next thing? Yeah, I saw the numbers. Like I saw the videos. There were a lot of people, you know, that came out. It was just beautiful to see all those people come together. It really gave me a sense of hope, to be honest with you. It really did. Yeah. Um. Canada likes to portray its brand as, you know, politeness. 
everyone knows that when you think of Canada, you think of polite people. But we've established the fact that there is indeed racism in Canada. So despite mm-hmm. the politeness as a brand, what are some of your reflections of how racism manifests itself here? You know, it's interesting to me that people deem Canada as like the peacemakers and that racism does not exist here. I like to call Canada's racism as smiley face racism, where in front of your face, you know, they're smiling and they're laughing with you, but behind closed doors is when they really, you know, speak their truth. But absolutely racism exists in Canada. Canada was built on racism. Talk about how they stole the land from the indigenous people. Mm. That's literally in the history of Canada. It just boggles my mind that people think that it doesn't exist, but the reason as to why is because of the media. It's a role that the media plays. The media does not show all the injustices that's happening within Canada in regards to racism. Hmm. So I just want to go back to the march. Are there personal moments in your life that made organizing this march very important to you? I mean, my skin color, I feel like that's as personal as it gets. I can be any of those people that have been taken away prematurely. That could be any of us. And that's the thing here. It's like none of us are immune to this kind of discrimination, this treatment. None of us are. My nephews can be Trayvon Martin. You know, my uncle can be George Floyd. I could be visiting the United States and I could be any of those women, you know, that have lost their lives to police brutality, racism you are a victim of a crime that you can't even control that's your skin color i can't control or change that even if i lighten my skin i will still be a black woman your skin color is so beautiful nova oh my goodness no, but, but you know what i mean like I know, i'm a black woman i know, I know. It, it should be personal for all of us mm-hmm. i agree honestly moving forward what will your activism look like in the future well it, it definitely won't stop because you can't start to fight and not finish it I'm so happy that there's been so many organizations opening up and people are more vocal and, you know, they've gained the confidence and they're not using the momentum that we have. I'm actually a part of a roundtable with the mayor of Vancouver on Monday. I have a lot of things that I want to bring up to them. You know, mental health should be a topic and it should be offered for free because Black people, we have gone through so much. It's traumatizing and we have to create spaces where people can voice their concern, to speak openly and figure out a way in which they can dismantle whatever issues they have in their mind. You know, like, oh, if I'm constantly telling you that you are not good enough, you're going to eventually believe that. So it's, yeah. again, it's just like reaffirming, like just putting positive affirmations into these minds of these young people because they are the future. Yes. So I really want to talk about organizing programs for kids from minority groups specifically Black children and Indigenous children. I'm also going to be starting an organization where I can, you know, have resources, facilities where people can have mentorship or, you know, I just want to create space for people to be able to be themselves and mentorship programs for children who may have their parents taken away by the system, you know. Let's talk about incarceration. Black men are incarcerated in masses. And what does that do to the Black family dynamic? Now you're having to have these women raise their boys and girls alone. So it's about mm-hmm. trying to restructure that dynamic that's been broken by the system. Yeah, that's that's so great. You know, 
for some of our listeners, they are international students and new immigrants that have come from places where they didn't talk about race at all because it wasn't necessarily an issue. I mean, there are other isms, you know, colorism, etc., etc. An example would be me. I am originally from Nigeria and I only started to think about my skin color as a limitation about, you know, four years ago when I moved here. So for, for someone like me, what would your advice be on the way I can use my voice or things that I can do to help the black community move forward because we all need to move forward? Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that, you know, self-love begins with you. If you hear people spew hate against you, rebut that by telling yourself that you are great, you are amazing, and you are capable, and you're beautiful just the way God made you because you are. I literally start my day with affirmations every day because I can't rely on someone else to tell me how great I am. Yeah. I have to tell myself that. And, and then I, eventually I can start to believe that. So start by doing that. And also use your voice. Don't be afraid to speak up because you are capable and you are strong you are worthy. If you see someone being mistreated because of the color of their skin or whatever the case may be, speak up, use your voice. That is the most powerful tool that we possess is our voice because that voice can invoke change, but it could also cause harm. So choose your weapon wisely. Choose it in a way that enlightens people and also invokes change. So again, continue this fight. Continue to speak up against injustice and continue to uplift your people and community. Yeah. Let's express love towards each other as Black people in the community. You know, if you are able to help a, a Black business flourish, help them. Don't expect them to give you a discount. You know, I, I hate that often in times we, we expect our friends and families to give us discounts. Would you expect another person to give you a discount, another business? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. That's so why not support so your own communities and create unity? We want to be united. We don't want to be divided. Yeah. Surround yourself with like-minded people, people who care about you, who support you, because it can be lonely. It can be lonely. I understand I'm Sudanese and I've been in this country for over 20 years without my immediate family. So I understand how lonely that can be. But at the same time, I've surrounded myself with people who respect me, appreciate me, and love me for who I am. And that's very important to have a, a strong group of people that you can trust and turn to and talk and listen to. Because it's okay to feel sad at times, you know. It, what is not okay is when you harbor those sad emotions for too long. But welcome all emotions. If you want to vent, reach out to those friends of yours that are there for you, vent to them, and then listen to them, and then also be the ear for them when they too want to vent. That would be my advice for any newcomers. Yeah, thank you so much, Nova. It's such a delight speaking with you. Mm -hmm. I really can't say thank you enough. And I wish you success in all that you do moving forward. Likewise. Thank you, Janet. And I appreciate you and your team as well. And I just want you to know that what you're doing is part of the progress. It really is. You know, it's all about conversations. We have to create dialogue and we have to create an open space for our people to be able to talk and express themselves. Yeah. So thank you for doing your part. That was Nova Stevens, one of the organizers of Vancouver's Freedom March. She was talking to Navigating Canada's co-host, Jeanette Audu. That brings us to the end of this episode. Navigating Canada is hosted by me, Halima Olajumo Keshobeson, and Jeanette Audu. And Oluchi Audu is our social media manager. 
many of us are thinking and talking about anti-black and systemic racism. We want to hear about your reflections on this moment. Our email address is navigatingcanada at gmail.com. You can also write to Navigating Canada on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at Navigating Can. Thank you very much for listening to us. We'll talk to you soon.